Crispin. Yeah. Um, this one's dedicated to Kevin J. Anderson. That's so sweet. Which is really sweet. I mean, he does seem like the godfather of Yeah, he's of these he definitely books. is in he's running the yeah. show. <laughs> really running behind the scenes. <laughs> um, um, but uh, yeah, so this book, I guess we'll first go through the story, yeah. but like I was shocked mm-hmm. because this book picks up Five years, yeah, five years after. after the previous book, and Han has already been expelled. Yeah, and that I b- blocked that out completely <laughs> because I, I 100% thought this book was going to be like half in the yeah. Imperial Academy. Same. Like, I thought this book we were going to see Han like work really hard to get yeah. through the Imperial and Academy then, like, and like slowly become disillu- disillusioned yeah. with the Empire yeah, and then like get no. kicked out. From- no. Yeah, and he's already met Chewie. Yeah, he's already been kicked <laughs> out, and he's already met Chewie. Yeah. Which is crazy also, because the fact that uh, Chewie owes Han a life debt, because Han freed him from slavery, right. is like among the best-known information right. of the Star Wars, Star Wars expanded universe. Right, right, like, right. If, you know, if, even if you didn't read the books, if right, you're just you knew that that a was... fan of Star Wars and like, somewhat familiar with the discourse right. that you would know this yeah. about Han and, Ch- and like it doesn't happen on the page like, right. you don't you do not see, see it. it happen yeah. yeah, it's recalled it's recalled but it's not even like there's a flashback no. to it yeah. and I was they surprised. just say like they in the bearish terms like yeah okay I saved right. you from that guy right but you don't but like you don't, don't I don't want to be part of this life debt and like that's it right like there's yeah. no yeah so we open with Han. Han and Chewie at a bar. At a bar, um, and Han is trying to brush Chewie off. He's like, "Get out of my face!" Yeah, I don't want you around. I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We're not friends. <laughs> and he, so Chewie kind of goes off, but like it seems like he's gonna stick around because yeah. at this point he's been following Han around for like a month right. since he got kicked out. Yeah, and. He, Han enters a Sobic game, and he wins, and he gets accused of cheating, even though he actually right, wasn't, he wasn't cheating, cheating. Yeah. and some scary alien's going to eat him, mm-hmm. because she thinks he cheated, right. and then <laughs> Chewie jumps, yeah, in, jumps in, saves, saves him. Yeah, so he kind of is like, alright. You know what? It, it is nice to have friends. Yeah, it's good to have someone around as a pilot, you could use a co-pilot. Yeah, yeah. so like, they start working together. Yeah, they start working together. So yeah, so this whole book is mostly like... Han trying to figure out what to do after being... So we find out through him sort of relaying the story or, like, thinking back. It's not flashbacks that he uh, was in the Imperial Academy. He, like, sailed through. He was doing great. He was doing... He was, like, being, like, lieutenant. Yeah. He was, like... You know, he had graduated from the Academy. He was actually in the working Navy, yeah. in the Navy. Um, and he had a big problem with their Wookiee slavery. Right. Han has always had a real problem with slavery. Yeah, and especially so, Wookiee. He has a very close right. relationship to Wookiees in the past. Um, he was raised by a Wookiee. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Lana. He comes up a couple times. And so he... I don't remember why he was there, but he went somewhere where a guy was dealing with Wookiee slaves. Yeah. And the guy like, cracked a whip on Chewie yeah. or something like that, 
and Chewie went to Chewie went to attack the guy. Right. And the guy was going to shoot Chewie. Right. And so then Han stepped in. Did something? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know something if he stunned him or punched him in the yeah, face. Yeah. So like, right. I don't know he what just, happened. Like, stopped it. Right. From happening. But he interfered and intervened on Chewie's behalf. And then Chewie, like, escaped slavery yeah. as a result right. of this. So, yeah. Somehow. And, and, and Han was kicked out. And Han was, we gotta talk about the discharge ceremony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I imagined the discharge ceremony. Yeah, it was, it was great. <laughs> um, so, then they get into... Some piloting for hire. They're doing some yeah. mercenary work here yeah, and there. Yeah, he's going by his real name still. He's still Han Solo. He's Han Solo. Oh, and then, but they're somewhere, and oh, yeah. they see these, um, like a recruitment drive for the right. slave cult from the last right, right, right. book. Name what anything is. Alicia. There we go. Alicia. Yeah. They they see where a bunch of like slaves are being recruited for Alicia, and Han's like, Oh, Corellia. They might have been. Think? Oh, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, they're right. witnessing this like recruitment. Yeah, right. So, and but it's a, a human planet, and they're yeah, witnessing yeah, yeah. a recruitment. And Han initially thinks, "Oh my goodness, I need to get out of here because I don't want these people to see me." Right, they knew uh, who I was in the past. But then he thinks he sees Bria, yeah. and he goes into the crowd after Bria. Yeah, and he like he, that classic like seen it in a ton of movies where right. it's like a woman in a cloak and he like turns around and she's like what are you doing and yeah he's like I'm so sorry I thought you were someone I knew and she's like brushes him off yeah your hands off <laughs> yeah but it turns out he did see Bria right um and this woman is working with her and Bria we find is is working with this sort of like beginnings I guess of the rebel right alliance at this point there's not a unified yeah there's not an alliance right, I guess right, there's yeah. just, just rebels just individual rebel cells yeah. Like, they haven't, I don't think they're coordinating yeah. interplanetarily. Right. And we, both Han and Bria separately, have just, like, heart I miss crushing. them so much. <laughs> like, emotions. My love. My yeah. greatest love. My truest love. Yeah, and Bria's like, I can't. Just, like, Dr. Shivago. Yeah, oh, it is. Their love is <laughs> Yeah, so, so, and we get sort of vignettes of Bria. Uh, yeah, she doesn't throughout. really... She doesn't play like a huge no. We huge role in the we book. get a little bit of her here and there, but for the most part, she's just doing her own her own thing. Um, and so then, but because Han is diving into the crowd, going back after right. Bria, he gets he gets spotted by right. the priest, by the and so yeah. then they they update the bounty on him. Right, and so they keep sent throughout the first half of the book. They keep sent, they've sent like 13, 13 bounty, bounty hunters, hunters after him. But they don't, like, they don't contract with individual bounty hunters. There's just, like, they're just sending, yeah, like, Han will be like, that's the sixth one that they right. have to, like, kill. Right. So he's constantly avoiding bounty hunters. Um, Han and Chewie sort of decide to, they're going to have to be full-time smugglers. Right. There's really, like, no other choice. Han gets this them. idea to look up a guy that he was friends with at the Imperial Academy. Is that Mako? It's Mako. Okay, good. I'm going to get names confused. Mako or Mako. I was yeah. calling him Mako. Mako, okay. In my head. Let's do Mako. I wasn't really pronouncing his name. All right, fine. So Han gets this idea in a dream that he should... <laughs> it's a lot. He has it's a lot of dreams. I, this book was really making me wonder if Han is sensitive to the Force. And it, it might be a little bit. in different yeah, ways. Yeah. It's a lot of indi- indications. Yeah. But, so he gets this idea in a dream to look up Mako. 
Mako, whatever, yeah. who he was friends with in the Imperial yeah, Academy, who also yeah. um, who got kicked out for being a prankster slash terrorist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they go to this shady planet where shady yes, deals are done. Smuggler's Moon. Yeah, Narshada, Narshada, which yeah. is a moon of Nal. Huta or Hata? Hata, yeah, which is the hut. The hut planet. planet so there's yeah. Nalhut, Hutta, and its moon. Nar. Nar Shada. Yeah. And he asks around about Mako and yeah. meets up with him. And Mako is sort of the one who introduces him to yeah. the biz and right. the it's people in it. And he just makes friends with everyone. Everyone, <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Han Solo is great at about. making friends. <laughs> Building big friends. He, everyone and, loves it. I kept thinking that someone was going to betray him. No, everyone loves him. Bounty on his head. Everyone loves him. But everyone, <laughs> even all of these disreputable people, yeah. all these career criminals, yeah, just they are all immediately and unquestioningly loyal to Han. Yeah. So he starts. Oh, and then he decides the best way to get rich quick would be, or the fastest way to do it would be to get a contract with the Huts, right? Because they control. Most of the smuggling, there seem. I mean, I guess the hut situation is going to get real complicated. We're, yeah, we're, <laughs> this is going to turn to hut talk with Megan. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so he decides that like the huts are the are the way to go. They run basically. They're basically like mobsters. Yeah, so on a galactic he, scale. he does some kind of job for a hut early on. Yeah, and he says, "Since I did a good job, could you give me a referral for yeah. another?" Could you give me a refer- referral for Jillick? Because Jillick, I'm yeah. going to Jillick's area, and I want Jillick to hire yeah, me. Yeah, so huts have sort of, like, areas that they are controlling. Right, and they have yeah. plans. Right, right. So, yeah, so he goes to Jillick. Um, and he says, I have, and Jillick is Jabba's uncle, uncle. at the moment. <laughs> for now, he is Jabba's uncle. Also, okay, we can't talk about Dying. the yet. Okay, so... Dying. So, the, yeah, he goes to Jillick, and he, like, charms the pants off. Well, not pants, but, like, he charms. <laughs> no, the he gets huts. Yeah, like, he, he really understands their sense of humor, and right. they need to be flattered, like, beyond right. anything. He really understands. He, really, he knows when to suck up and when to be kind of, like, brassy. Yeah, and yeah. He, he They he, love him. He and gets huts real well. Yeah, and so they hire him, start hiring him here and there to do some yeah, smuggling. Yeah, and he says, I will not smuggle slaves. slaves. That is his, like, will not transport right, slaves. Not, and they... You know, Fine. he's so, you know, upfront and cocky about it that they're like, sure, yeah. we'll never give you slaves. Yeah, and they're not really in the slave business. No. Anyway, it's this seems, other yeah. hot clan right, that's running Alicia. Yeah, so he's mostly running, like, spice, yeah. it seems, and drugs. Uh, so he... Drugs and weapons. Right, he learns about the capsule run. Right, which is... Takes a lot longer than Kessel I would have anticipated. Like, like, yeah, the Kessel Run is like weeks, is it? Yeah, it's more of a Kessel. Like I had a Kessel Sprint in mind. Yeah, no, it's I did too. Very much a Kessel Marathon. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, Kessel Run, and it's like different. It's like a triathlon. Yeah. <laughs> like there's different like, sections it's of like, the Kessel Run. It's the Kessel Ultra. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's like asteroids and a black hole. You gotta like yeah, watch like, out the Kessel for. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. At first, you have to go through. Uh, a space that goes right up against a black hole yeah. cluster. Uh, and then at the end of that, there's an asteroid field. field. And people tend to get tripped up in the asteroid field because they're tired. Right, from, from the black, the black hole situation. Yeah, so it's not necessarily that the asteroid field is, like, that difficult to navigate. It's just, like, by the time you get to the asteroid field, yeah, you're just, like, done. It's, like, travel. Yeah. <laughs> by the time you get to whatever the last part of that is, 
you've done. Yeah. Um, so Mako and, like, others are sort of helping him right. figure and, out. And then he goes off to be a magician's assistant. Oh, my God! <laughs> I almost forgot about that until I, like, before he came, I read over the synopsis, and I was like, oh, we have to start. <laughs> yeah, so he falls for this woman who is, uh, a, they call her, <laughs> again, <a> development, <laughs> an illusionist. Right. <laughs> She's an illusionist. Zaria? Zari? Zari? Oh, I had it. Zavery? Zavery. Yeah, yeah Zavery. Okay, Zavery. Um, and she's she's been living on the Smuggler's Moon doing like a show. She's like on tour though. She's basically. On, like, yeah, she, oh, wait, I wrote it down. She works for like Galactic. It's called like Galaxy of Stars or something. Oh my God. <laughs> she works for some kind of like co- company. Um, I'll find it. But yeah, so she she but, and him start a relationship. Right, kind of. Like, she's very emotionally closed off. Yeah, she's had some really, or her entire family, her husband and children were killed by, by the Empire. Right. And we don't get any kind of detail into no. that. But as but she's a very, result, she's A, very, very emotionally clo- closed off, and B, she really tries to do damage to the Empire however she can. Right, and that's her priority. Which she, like, is constantly pulling off these sort of, like, Sabotage cons right. on is all right, as the highest drinking imperial people she yeah. can find. But she ends up hiring Han and Chewie and Chewie <laughs> to pilot mainly. But then they start doing like assistant, yeah, work. Like, <laughs> like a magician's assistant. Han has a spangly outfit. Yeah, yeah, and it goes is on stage and he's a magician's. And assistant. Chewie does like feats of strength. Like, yeah, it is like a magic show. Yeah. And at first, Chewie hates magic. And then Chewie's afraid of magic. Yeah, that's great. Chewie's afraid of magic. And then Han comes to love it. It's not real. It's all tricks. Yeah. So yeah, they spend like months. They've spent six months. Yeah, away, (laughs) away (laughs) from the plot. Yeah, being magicians' assistants. Yeah. So this scene, maybe this is a good point. Like while they're away, to talk about. Um, At the same time, the hut relatives and some of the huts from Alicia, where Han was working in the first book. Um, are are still sort of trying to get their hands on him. Okay, I have this lockdown in my head. Okay, you do it. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Alicia, I can't do the names of the no, clan, I can't either. The no. the hot clans, but so Alicia is controlled by Arak. Arak, yeah, who is the head of his hot clan. Listen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Arak clan. And Arak has. A son named Durga, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Durga was born with a birthmark, which huts are very against. Yeah, I do not expect omen. huts yeah. to be so judgmental about <laughs> skincare. A real bad omen, but yeah. it's a bad omen. Uh, however, Arik did not kill Durga, Durga yeah, at birth. They killed her offspring by rolling over. Rolling over. <laughs> he did not roll over Arik. He switched their Durga on birth. But he also does not put Durga in charge of Elysia because Durga is technically an adult but still quite young. So instead, Arok sent his nephew Kibik to yeah, run right, Elysia yeah. because the cut who was running Elysia before was killed by Han right, in the first book. In the first yeah. book, so Kibik is now supposed to be running Elysia, but everyone in the book agrees Kibik is stupid, stupid. Yeah, like, like incredibly <laughs> stupid. <laughs> miracle that Kibik finds his way to the front door every morning. There must be some days where Kibik is just trapped inside. Gotta go like Kibik. into a window like a bird over and over. Because 
everyone thinks Kipping is a moron. He's our big dumb dumb of this book. <laughs> and so, because Kipping is a moron, right. the high priest of Alicia, right. Ter- oh god, Terrazon or Terrazon, yeah, yeah, he is sort of, and he's not a HUD. He's like a HUD relative. Like, he looks like a big dumb rhino. Rhino, but yeah, but he's like they're a rhino with tiny of the huts, yeah, um, like a rhino T Rex. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, he's working the whole thing. Right, so he is sort of taking over the running of right. Alicia because Kibik is stupid, yeah. and so. <laughs> There's this ongoing tension between Terrazoan and Aruk, where Terrazoan wants to place a super, super high bounty on Han because right. he's upset about the first book, and Aruk just, like, could give a rat's ass right. about yeah, yeah. Han. He's and he ass. keeps trying to sort of find ways to bring, to put Terrazoan back in his place. The right. Huts are big believers in Hut superiority, yeah. and he sees that this guy is kind of, like, getting too big for his britches. Mm-hmm. So that's... Yeah, so Terzaron is the one who's hiring... Bounty hunters. Bounty hunters. So he puts a bounty out. I think the bounty is like 20,000 yeah. credits. And then that's not attracting... Or it is attracting, but bounty hunters they're dying. Right. Just left right, and right. Right, right. So then he reaches out to Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Who is so much cooler in this book. <laughs> yeah, he's way cooler, but... Yeah, we'll talk about it. Again. Yeah, so he reaches out to Boba Fett and he says, "Please, will you hunt this guy?" And Boba Fett says, "No, thank you. Right? Yeah, I have other things that I'm doing. Right, I have a list of things. So then you're not on it. Yeah, Terrazoan offers a significantly higher bounty. Yeah, to Boba Fett, maybe like fifty thousand or something. Yeah, I think it's about fifty. Like Boba Fett says, if you make it a hundred, I'll put you at the top of my list. Right. And Terrazone's like, well, I, I can't afford a hundred, but make it fifty and just put me somewhere on your list. Right, right, right. So they do that. Yeah. And so at some point Han has a run in. After he gets back from, right the, from being No, like, before. Yeah, no, while he the magician. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. But after he first hooks up with Zaviri, yeah. He has a run in with Boba Fett. Right. And who saves him? Lando! Lando! <laughs> Lando. In a great, great yeah. intro for yes. that character. Yes. Lando he really... Just, like, saunters in. Yeah, no, he makes a huge splash. He has yeah. a great entrance. He's already into capes. Yeah, he's really into capes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so Lando saves Han from Boba Fett. Yeah. And they become... Super buddies. Really good friends. Yeah. Everyone's best friends with Han yeah. immediately. Mm-hmm. And Lando... It was looking for Han because he wanted Han to teach him how to fly. fly. Right, he has this like new ship, and it's the oh, Falcon. Falcon. Yeah. And Han is immediately like, "I really love this ship." Han falls in love with the Falcon like more deeply than he ever loved love anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, he's yeah, but he's, like legit in love, with the crazy ship. in love yeah. with the Falcon. So he does do some teaching how to fly. Yeah, they and spend then, a lot of time. Then he and True become a magician's assistant. Right, right. And then they come back and they end up rent leasing a ship right. from Lando. Because Lando gets into the ship business. Yeah, he has like a whole bunch of ships. Uh, and it's, it's the Bria. Right, they, they lease the, at the Bria. They lease the Bria and the Bria sucks. Yeah, the Bria sucks so hard. At first it seemed fine and the Bria just like craps out immediately yeah. as they drove it off the no, lot. It's like, <laughs> it was basically Danny DeVito and Matilda. As soon as you get that ship into space, yeah, it's like, fall apart. Sawdust in the engine. Yeah, so he, so they're doing real well for themselves. Right. Yeah, the the Bria crapping out is still not a problem. Han and Lando don't have any kind of a falling out. No, no, yeah, yeah, no yeah, harsh yeah. words. No harsh feelings. Han just gets introduced to 
another cool guy who becomes his best friend. That seems like the whole, this book is just a series of, like, Han and Ping introduced to cool people. Yeah, and they all love him. Yeah. And that guy runs, like, a, a ship garage. Shug. Shug. Shug, yeah. Shug. Yeah. Yeah. I think Shug. I don't... They call it a space barn. Yeah. <laughs> he has a cool garage where they all hang out, yeah. like, they're greasers. Oh my and god, yeah. Like, he's all, like, working yeah. on... Getting their hydrators <laughs> and working on their spaceships. Uh-huh, that are named after girls. Yeah, Han meets his next girlfriend. Yeah, Sala. Yeah, um, who's also just like real chill and like yeah, just, like, really casual. Yeah, Sala. Yeah, Sala is not doesn't seem to be traumatized in the same way right, that Vera Orbrio were. Orbrio, yes, but Sala's sure. also not emotionally open. In the yeah, way yeah. But, but Han, yeah. like at that point in the book, is like. This is the best it's ever been. Like, yeah, doing... he's having a good life. Yeah. And then the Huts ask him. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, okay. So that, I know. <laughs> All right, great. <laughs> the Imperial Empire, is, Imperial Empire. <laughs> has decided to crack down on the, huts. on the Huts and the smuggling that's been happening in their area. Right. Did, did something particular happen that triggered that? I can't remember. I can't either. Wait. First, okay, first, Jillick changed gender and had a baby. Yeah. Because I'm gonna have to go back and like break down. Her she culture. wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah. Which like sort of makes sense. They're, I mean, I'm thinking about it, like frog. There's like a certain yeah. Like I mean, I wasn't offended. No, but yeah, but it's surprise. No. Yeah, and it's really interesting because like the whole time up until that point, like they were referring to Jillick as Jabba's uncle, and right. they start referring to her as his aunt, but what I found interesting even before that was when they talked about Hut, Hut's par- like, they said parents. They right. did not say mom, mother, right. or father. No, they Huts say- Huts were always parents. They say parent and offspring. And offspring, right. So, like, so like that is that gender relationship. Yeah. So it's interesting that, like, aunt and uncle become gendered, gendered even though- I guess we like, don't have a gender-neutral term in English for- yeah. Your it's like parents, sibling. Yeah. yeah, we don't have a word like, like cousins and nephews, but yeah, we don't just have cousins. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, that happens. So Jill is like busy in confinement. Yeah, right. Has a baby and is gone for. And the hut. Yeah, the there's like I guess we don't need to go over like all the hut backroom politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jillick decides that they need to poison. Arik. Yeah. They need to get Arik out of the way because they want to sort of absorb the business of Alicia and they get, they recruit Terrazoan yeah. to poison Arik. Very slowly. Yeah. Through the, like, you see it in Return of the Jedi. I think that's what it is. He's sort of like frog slimy. Knowledge tree frogs. Yeah. Creatures that he has in this like giant aquarium and he poisons the water. So right. it's like very slow. Very slow poisoning. So hut intrigue happening all over. Job at one point calls Boba Fett to Tatooine and says, like, I'm, I'll pay you more than Terrazone is paying you so that you don't right. go after Han Solo. Right. Don't go after Han until I say it's okay. Right. And I'll pay you. Right. Even more. More. Yeah. And Boba's like, fine. Yeah. So Boba sort of becomes taken off the table. Side. Yeah, so they send, so the Hutt send Han to bribe to bribe the moth. Yeah, the moth in their area. So I guess moths are assigned to, like, sec- right. sectors. Like, yeah. like, higher than governors or something. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they go to this, he goes to this guy. Right, the the Empire has said that they're going to crack down on hut crime. Right. So Han goes to the moth and mm-hmm. is supposed to bribe him. I keep like thinking of like the animal, but... 
yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah, no. Whenever we yeah. say it, it sounds wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so he goes to bribe him, and the moth is says, "Thank you for the presents, but uh, no, we're gonna crack down on the huts." Yeah, yeah, they give him like a whole bunch. Of not stuff, really much of anything yeah, I can yeah, do. Yeah. We have to crack down on the huts. Yeah, and then Bria comes in and is like, "Hey, sup?" Yeah, <laughs> and so she. This is over. I can't even deal with Bria. So she's basically like trying to get information from this guy about the empire, right. get details, whatever. She's in deep cover, right? She's a spy. Makes sense. What doesn't make sense is she is his concubine, except she's not actually his concubine. She's his beard. She's his beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her job. Right. And she, he like actually, she says at some at one point, like he's actually treated her like very well. Yeah, he's and, totally like yeah, just he's a totally, sweet right. guy. Yeah. And I don't know. They don't say what his preferences actually are. Yeah, at one point they used a word that I had to look up, and now I can't remember what it was to like describe his like. Liaisons, like yeah, and it just the, the like, word I looked up, I could just like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a like a light, like a light, a flame transgression, like not a yeah, not a, like it would just be. I guess it would be in keeping for the empire, but right. like, I, I'm hoping that he's something crazier than just like gay, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, like, and like yeah, the like, and why wouldn't you right like, why, talk about why wouldn't it be okay to be like I hope that yeah, what he's yeah. into is like insectoid <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, yeah. They don't Rep- really reptilians or something. Because if it's if he's into humans at all, then <laughs> right. it's just not okay. Um, but yeah, he's just sort of like sexually deviant in some way. Yeah, in some way and has not. Bria around to keep up appearances right. so that she's just his right. date. To yeah, things. and so she and Han have this interaction where he like they both are sort of just keeping right keeping up cool. appearances. Yeah. Uh, but then Bria is crushed. They both just fall apart. Yeah, they're both just <laughs> losing their minds because Han thinks that she's with this yeah, guy. Yeah, she's like devastated that he thinks that she would do something right. like this. And, and he's just being real sulky. Yeah, and he's like, I can't believe she would do something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of those. Um, so then... Okay, so the, the bribing the moth doesn't work. Right. So then they decide to go, they need some kind of plan to defend Nal Hutta right, and, and Smuggler's Moon. Narshada. Uh, Narshada, yeah. Wait, is Smuggler's Moon a different place than Narshada? Because I thought it was the nickname. I thought it was too, I th- and I think it is. But there's also another place that's like harder to get to. Yes. What's that place? <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple different there's places. planets and moons and that. So anyway, they need a plan. And so the Huts, and the Huts don't care about protecting Narshada. Right. They just want to protect Narshada. And so they send Han again to go bribe the guy who's going to be in command of the military military incursion on the area. And Han generates this whole plan himself for the Huts. Because it turns out the Huts know nothing about military. Right, and he's worked with... He was in the Imperial Navy, so he has a pretty good idea of what's going on. Yeah, so he, they bribed that guy for his battle plan Mm -hmm. so that they know what he's going to do. Right, so he gives them the battle plan. Right, that bribe actually works. Right. And just like jewels. Yeah, they give him a lot of jewels. Yeah, like a ton of jewels. And then Han and... Mako oh, and Lando and, and Sala and every and Shug. Yeah, everyone that he's met and become 
best friends with. So, like, 18, 20 people. Yeah. Oh, he's also, like, taken in this, like, uh, He's adopted a child. Yeah, at some point. Um, who pretended to be, like, a distant cousin, but turns out was just a kid on this planet. Yeah, and, just a homeless kid yeah, who really so, wanted to be with Han. Yeah, and so Han has taken him in, and they... So this elaborate plan where they're going to use... To mount a defense of Narsha. Right. Use their, their smuggling and piloting abilities, but also Zaviri, is that what we're saying? Yeah, <laughs> Zaviri's sure. ability to use, like, projection illusions. Right, to make a big fake-looking fleet. I think very much David Copperfield's yeah. style. Like, giant illusions yeah. happening. Um, and they also space. team up with some pirates. Yeah, they've got like they've got they seem to have a pretty good Yeah, and oh and part of the bribe for the uh Imperial Illusion it was as soon as you can make it as soon as it looks okay, you retreat. Right. Right. Like we're thinking. Yeah. As soon as you can get away with it, right. retreat, retreat from the battle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean that plan works. Yeah, it works perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, they win. Such battle. as it is. The Imperials are pretty shocked about the projections. I don't think they, right. were, they were unaware that that was a thing. happening. Um, Han goes to deliver the, the jewels, jewels to this this military, the general, I think he's a general. The, yeah. Um, and the general, like, pushes him in a closet. <laughs> and who walks in? But <laughs> Lord Vader! Um, and he's real mad. Yeah, he's like, you, you failed hard. Right. And he basically kills him. He force kills him. Yeah, force kills him. And Han doesn't see anything. He just sort of hears it. He's like, who's that guy? Through yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the door. Um, so we get a little Vader just a, just pop in. And, and the, it ends with Lando. Oh my god, how does it end? No, that's not how it ends. It ends... How does this book end? There's like an epilogue. What's the epilogue? Yeah. <laughs> I just read this. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, wait, wait. I know how the book ends. <laughs> um, at the end of the book, Lando is going to go play in like a high-stakes Sonic right. game, right. and he's encouraged Han to also be in the game, and Han initially right. says oh, no, but that's that. how it ends. It ends with Han headed off to go enter the high-stakes Sonic game. game. Yeah. And we know that Han wins the Millennium Falcon from Lando in a game of Sobic. So right, so it's wondering if yeah, might be so. that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what so happens. happens next. Yeah. So. Where do we want to Okay. Go? Good God. We're, th- we've been talking for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this book was going to be like easy peasy. Yeah. Straightforward plot. Apparently. Okay, apparently not. <laughs> no. All right. So, I don't know. Should we start with the, should we start with the huts? Okay, let's just get it. Should we just get into the huts? I feel like we sort of already talked about the huts yeah, a little but bit. I, think I wrote down in like chapter two, the huts have a weird culture. And yeah. then like later me was like, oh you sweet summer child. Like <laughs> you had no idea what was coming. The huts are just like all over Yeah. The quote from the book is, my people reproduce as they will, and I decided it was time for me to do so. So they don't need a partner. They don't need a partner. Yeah. The huts reproduce by budding. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, they... they, And then, like, they... Switch genders and then... Yeah, it seems like huts generally live as men. Men. Like... Right. But this goes back... I don't know if we've just talked about this (laughs) by ourselves, or we've talked about it on the podcast, about, like, huts being attracted... To right, this is a question I have. Right, okay. Is yeah. Jabba a sexual deviant? deviant. What yeah. is with the dancing girls? Yeah. And I think... And that kind of comes up in this book. Yeah. Where it seems 
like Jabba's maybe not gaining like sexual pleasure from having the dancing girls so much as they're just sort of like symbolic of his power, yeah. power and hedonism. Yeah, he definitely likes having them. Yeah, and maybe it's just a visual. Yeah, because they eat, other than like that licking thing that's super creepy. Right, like, he can't. There's nothing. No, and like tiny arms. <laughs> like I, it doesn't seem that he. No. no, I mean, like, do huts have sexual organs? I don't think they do. No, from what I understand, <laughs> it seems like us. they they switch they're gender. Like amphibian, like they're very right. amphibian, sentient amphibian. Yeah, they they creatures. think that they are the best thing. Oh yeah, they think they are the greatest, <laughs> the greatest thing in the aliens. <laughs> they think everything themselves. is inferior to huts so much, and they all have major domos. I know. I mean, they're so. I mean, it's very. I ended up so godfather. Like, I ended up googling what is the difference between a butler and a major domo as we were reading this book. It's like, why does everyone have a major domo? Yeah, yeah. It's a very like gangster hierarchy, but with a lot more power. Yeah, they all have an assistant. Right. They're usually and their assistant is not a hut. No. They all have some, like, non-hut. So, yeah, it's like a servant. That they're leaning on. Yeah. Generally a humanoid, but yeah. not necessarily. Because so, like, one of them had a toilet that was not Bib Fortuna. No, Jabba like, has a toilet, but it's not Bib Fortuna right, yet. Somebody else. else. Yeah. And then somebody else had a human woman. Yeah. Um, yeah who spoke hut, which yeah. is bananas. Yeah, apparently hut is very, very dirty. Yeah, Han won't try to speak it. He can understand it, yeah. Right. He won't speak it. Um... Yeah, and just the, like, the family, familial relations. Yeah, yeah I was weirdly invested in Arik and Durga's yeah. parent-offspring <laughs> relationship. It was really sweet. Yeah, they really And I know that, and I, I shouldn't have any soft spot for Arik and Durga because they are, like, monsters. Monsters. <laughs> and they are, I would say, more monstrous than Jabba and yeah. Jellic because they're dealing in, like, the slave right, the trade, slavery, which yeah. is horrifying. Uh but, like, their connection was... Yeah, and I don't... I don't think we said this, but Art ends up dying at right. the end of this, and Durga is, like, for some... How knows that it must have he's been... He's just, like... We're super suspicious. He's very suspicious. Yeah, that it was uh, a, a poison. Yeah. So he has Art's body, like, frozen, so that he can have, it, like, a very thorough right, uh, yeah, like, autopsy. Yeah. yeah and they're gonna start consolidating I mean, they're very power. loyal yeah. cuts to their... But, like, the part where Arik's, like, health is starting to fail, yeah, and Durga's like, like, I'll exercise with you. Yeah, yeah. We can go <laughs> <laughs> work out together. We'll go, get, like, we'll go slither around and have, like, have some cardio, and yeah. because we'll have each other for company, it'll be more right, pleasant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got, like, little snack aquariums. Yeah. <laughs> love <laughs> hanging out together. And it's really adorable. <laughs> I'm kind of rooting for Durga. Yeah. Um, especially because I hate Tara Zoe. And, yeah. Like, oh, he's, he's so sucks. gross. Every time I was like, oh, I haven't seen my maid. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, get over it. <laughs> Your maid is glad. Yeah. Like, he's like, I want to go wall in the mud with yeah. him. Like, all I want to do is like <laughs> sensually rub mud on my maid. <laughs> <laughs> my maid is rolling in the mud with someone else. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, Okay, I really want to break this down. Okay. So, <laughs> a 
Hut Talk. <laughs> Welcome back to Hut Talk. <laughs> Today's topic, Hut Reproduction. <laughs> so, a hut decides that it, it's he, time. He wants to reproduce. Right, he wants to have an offspring. He wants to have an offspring. So he switches his gender. Right. But if huts lack sexual organs, what does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I... They do not... AC Crispin does not go into no, any I, detail I, other no. than to say, or it's not even, it's Jabba who's like, oh, by the way, Jalik. Yeah. No, Jabba's offended that Han hasn't noticed. Right. Jabba's like, what's wrong with you? Yes. Can't you see that this is my aunt now? And she's, and she's pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> she's having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> imminently. Like, yeah, I have no. Okay, so. So, but they somehow become female. They have little uh, kangaroo pouches. And then they decide to grow a baby inside of them. Yeah. And then they give birth to a little wiggly grub. That are, yeah, I guess they're like, it's like a cross between like some kind of amphibian bug and then well, maybe, a marsupial. <laughs> maybe the, maybe the pouch is what changes. Maybe the pouch yeah, is what right, distinguishes a male and a female. Like maybe huts are just like always male unless they are reproducing. Right. And then, and then they're female. female. Yeah. I'm not sure that gender binaries yeah. are one of the things that hot <laughs> culture should have picked up on. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. And, but it seems like it's only for the aunt, uncle yeah. like, distinction, because offspring, parent, right. like, they do not follow. I mean, I get that they have deep voices, but like, yeah. I, I'm i not sure gender, gender is a, yeah. even should be a thing. thing for huts. Yeah. For huts. Yeah. I feel like Job and Jillip should just call each other cousin. Yeah, just cousin, yeah. And then. Right. That's it. Yeah, relationship. And then they have the baby, and then they mostly keep the baby in the marsupial for pouch like a for a year. year. Yeah, like, and it like pops it. out, and it comes back. <laughs> <laughs> like it pops out, and you can snuggle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm getting. I right. mean, baby huts. We have Google pictures. I'm getting really grossed out right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that means that in the the rebels cartoon where they deal with Jabba's baby, that that was like his actual, like, I thought Jabba's baby, I spent all this time thinking Jabba's baby, baby had a mother, but, yeah, like, that's Jabba is offspring. the mother. Yeah, yeah. It's Jabba's yeah, offspring. Jabba's <laughs> I'm really, I mean, like, I was, like, on the one hand, I love it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. More like this. This is what, yeah, should be happening. Like, this, like, Star Wars Expanded Universe, I'm finding that, like, when it does what I want, I'm not ready for right, it. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, because it doesn't prepare you for no, it. No, like, I'm not ready <laughs> for any of this. And they have, like, their their big, like, clan meeting, like, the meeting of the five yeah. families. Yeah, Godfather. Yeah, it is. And Ark's like, I won't be the one to break the peace that yeah. we've made here. Right, yeah. And yeah, yeah, they're... they're yeah, it's like very Godfather. Very it, that has to be a hundred percent intentional. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like we're gonna have these aliens, and they're gonna be the Godfather. Yeah, and they all go in like we're gonna say we're all gonna make peace, but but really, no way there's gonna, gonna be, be yeah. Um, I mean, sort of related to the hut hut talk. <laughs> what I found really great about this book that I don't remember it happening so much in the first one, although maybe this word was used, but the word sentient. Yeah, which like answers I think a lot of our questions from the previous right. series about the difference between an alien and, like, a creature. Right. Right, and, like, how do you draw that line? And, like, it's still not a clear line. Right. But, like, they use not, they don't really use, like, they don't alien or human or creature. They say sentient, sentient a lot. And so that, to me, is like, okay, I can, I can, do I can wrap my head around that a little bit. Yeah. So that a creature that is sentient, right, has 
right. thoughts and is conscious, and, like, that is the sort of, like, dividing line between, like, right, that's a, the... a bantha and something like a hut. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think that makes, yeah. and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so, what else? Uh, we could talk for an hour about... <laughs> you have any more hot? Let's get back to hot talk. Okay. Like, hot talk is a great beat, a great commercial break from the concept of sentience. And now, back to hot talk. Um, I feel like I hit all my. Yeah, no, the huts are just like killing me. Yeah, it is um, great, and I, I don't think there's any other series. I mean, maybe Tales from Java's Palace goes into it a little bit, but any other series that deals with huts on this, like. <laughs> we have so many huts. It's something about huts. And they have these amazing ships. Yeah. And they travel with entourages. Yachts. yachts. They have space yachts. Space yachts. Yeah, entourages. They, yeah, they're just, like, super interesting. Yeah. And there's so many levels of Yeah, and they always want, like, other alien species to attend on them. Like, it doesn't seem like a hut ever hires another hut No, because they think job. they are... Because best. they're above work. Right. So, like, if you're a hut, you're just automatically... Yeah, and they can't, like... Like, presumably there's some hut clans that are less powerful. Right. But, like, the hut, the just, like, how a hut is physically made right. up. Like, they just slither around. And, right. like, they have, like, ramps everywhere. Yes! They can't. And at one point, one of the Imperial... I think it's an Imperial... Is like talking about the huts or bring the huts to their knees, and he's like, Oh, wait, they don't, don't have, have knees. knees. Like, right, he's like, The huts, to, to their, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, huts are so interesting. Yeah, and they get, they, they, so they, they slither around when they're young, and as they get older and fatter, right, they, they slow down. They slow they down. They fast, I think. I mean, not fast, but they can move at a clip when they're younger. When they're younger, yeah. but then they get they get bigger, and then eventually they get to, the, most of them get to the point where they have to go around. They have to, like, ride a little sled. Yeah. They're weirdly adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and, like, we get a lot of scenes. I don't know if this is clear. We were talking about, but we get a lot of scenes of like just that. Like this is, book is not from Han's perspective. No, in, like in totality. not exclusively. Like we get a lot of hut scenes. Where yeah, they're just like hanging out, just Jabba and Jill yeah. talking about their plans yeah. and figuring out what they're gonna do. Yeah, and Jabba's kind of on the on the he he has control of Tatooine, right? But that's about it at this point. He's not. Yeah, he's Jillick's protege. Yeah, yeah, he's not he's not the hut that we see. In, no, in the prequels. No, although he has started up. With that kind of attitude of like Han, my boy. Yeah, yeah, like, my movie. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of got the air right. of Java. He already has the Starlight Pit because Boba sees that and is like, "What's that? I wonder what that is." <laughs> <laughs> it's your doom, oh, Boba. Do, 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 do have something on this airplane? What if Boba Fett's accent? What if Boba Fett had Gomer Pyle's accent? Background is completely different. Yeah, he's like they. He, she, they she has. She gives him a name. Jaster Mariel. Jaster Mariel. Yeah. Okay, so talk about Boba Fett. Okay. Okay. A Boba Fett is a lot cooler in this book. Yeah, a hundred percent. In a hot talk, <laughs> the uh, Boba Fett is cooler yeah, in this book. Cooler. I have no argument, but. In the chapter we get that's from Boba Fett's perspective, I was I, ha- I was just like, oh, this is why no chapter should be from Boba Fett's perspective. Like, he only works as a, like, tertiary character. Yes. Like, you cannot... Right, put him. And it would have worked better, I think, if you 
if he just showed up. Yeah. Like, in attacked Han. Right. And then Lando came in. Right. Like, we didn't need to no. see him. No, we didn't need to see him at all. And I guess, like, the scene with him and Jabba is sort of fine because he doesn't really fit, like, Jabba. Right. Like, but, I mean, like, the scene with him in Terrazone was from Terrazonian's perspective. Right, right, so right. that's fine. But the scene with him in Jabba was from Boba Fett's right, right, perspective. Right, right, right. And I don't love that because Boba Fett has no interiority. Right. He's, He's not supposed to. Right. And that's fine if you're on the exterior of him, but when you're right. on the interior of him, yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's not okay. Because what we learned in that moment from his perspective is he used to have this, he used to be Jester. Jester Muriel. Muriel. And yeah. then he killed a guy and then he became Boba Fett. Because when you murder people, upgrade. Yeah. Um, and he never has sex with anyone. Yeah. He plays by his own rules, plays- which is different. Yeah. From what we've had before where he, like, does sort of follow right. some sort of code. Uh, the, like, the creed? The creed, yeah. But he says he has his own right, he doesn't, set of He rules. doesn't follow yeah. the rules. He doesn't, he doesn't work for the Empire, although he sometimes takes Imperial jobs. Yeah. And he doesn't work for the Guild. Right, that, the bounty hunter guild. Although he sometimes <laughs> takes Guild, guild jobs. jobs. Yeah, he's just Is like, this, like, Discworld? Yeah. Like, Terry Pratchett, <laughs> where there's a guild for everything? Yeah, there's a bounty hunter guild. What the hell goes well, on in the bounty hunter guild? This does go back to that idea that, like... Boba Fett said he sets his own hours! <laughs> yeah. Are there nine a freelancer? To, are there nine to five <laughs> bounty hunters? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I do... you clock in at the bounty hunter guild? Well, I guess eventually... Have what the hell is this? The bounty hunter book. But, yeah, I don't... I mean, it, does, it backs up the... Young Jedi Knight's idea that bounty hunting is actually a pretty respected yeah. job if you're doing it, I guess, within the parameters of the guilds. I runs the guild. How does the guild keep I don't tabs on people? Like, <laughs> because, and, but if they're like a respected, legitimate career, then why doesn't it matter that Han murders 12? I mean, it's in yeah. self defense, but he kills 12 in this book and just leaves their bodies in the street. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. People are just like, yeah, maybe they're not all. Yeah, I don't know. Bounty hunting is one of those professions in the Star Wars universe. Like, someone has not thought this through. Like, that makes no through line. It makes no sense. Yeah. Um, And is Boba Fett the only person who knows about this control drug that they have in Star Wars? I don't know. Yes. That seems like it would have come up again. Is it? It's not the same one Han used on Leia? No, because Leia's was a gun. Oh, right. Yeah, so he, he stabs Han with this serum that basically anything he says to Han, Han has to basically do. Do. Like, it's an obedience yeah. serum. And he can't do any other things. Right, right, right. He's like, just he has, standing there yeah, still. Yeah, he just stands still and yeah, then just, like, take Fett's, orders until yeah. and it lasts a few hours. Yeah. And so Boba Fett is, like, marching him back to yeah. Slave One to be taken mm. to Alicia, and then Lando Calrissian cape and steps out of the shadows yeah, and is like, like freeze uh, bounty hunter. Yeah. <gasps> it's great. Oh Lando's my god. Lando's so great. I love him so much. Lando's amazing. Also, this book, uh, we've talked a lot about the way they talk about Han Solo's smile yeah. in the Star Wars universe, and this book, like, sees you, sees Han right. Solo's smile and raises Lando. you Lando's smile yeah. because they oh. love Lando smile. Yeah, even more. Smile. Oh. oh, it's so it was so great. 
Like, it didn't feel... I No, it felt really earned. Yeah, and it, it was not like, oh, look, like a character you know. Like, it really felt like this is a great origin. A great origin of their, their friendship. friendship. Yeah. And I... And who Lando is and, like, we became. And yeah. Like, no, I could... I really... I almost cheered out loud. Yeah. I might have said the word yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was so great. And then he... So he helps... He gives Han the antidote, and yeah. they dose Boba Fett with it. Right. And they both say... That they don't have it in them to kill a right. helpless person. Yeah. And Han, I mean, I think that's something that goes from the first book to this book, where Han right. really does not enjoy killing people, even when he feels like he, he, there's no other choice. No, and this book series, if it tells us nothing, tells us, kill your enemies when you have them at your mercy the first time. Right. Because right. <laughs> if you spare them, they will come back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, Garrus Shrike comes back, and this Terrazoian guy is coming back, yeah. and... Boba Fett, we know, is coming back. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, maybe. So when you, you know. the first time you knock your enemies unconscious, right. like, murder them immediately. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what we like, right? <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. Dun, dun. <laughs> Do not spare their lives. The Huts would not make this mistake. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. <laughs> um, I think it's maybe on the line, along the lines of Lando. This book I found really interesting. The focus on relationships, yes, and all kind like friendships and romantic relationships, but, but like casual relationships, hookups, yeah, and ex girlfriends. I think in a way that I assume would be hard to do, at least thinking through it, makes Han like the sort of like playboy, like, but in a way that feels real, and, yeah, like he has these sort of serious casual relationships. Chewie thinks it's hilarious yes. how much women throw themselves on. I also will say that I really liked the depiction of sort of like dynamics of flirtation yeah. in here where Han would get a, like very easy attention because he's adorable but like from women who may have just been trying to like embarrass him right. or make him feel uncomfortable or like women he wouldn't actually be interested in and the women that he is interested in which are these like super, super gorgeous women yeah. tend to be sort of standoffish and suspicious because they also get hit on right, right, a right. lot, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like, he's beautiful, but hey, so are they. Right, right, so right. And like, who's yeah. this guy? Yeah. Yeah, so both Zaviri and Sala are yeah. very suspicious yeah, initially. Mom, yeah. Like, Zaviri, harder to win over than Sala. Right. But, yeah. and then there's... Sinewy Anna Blue. Oh my god, yeah. She's <laughs> And Sinewy Anna Blue just like brushes them off. Yeah, she's like, no. Never sorry. has a shot with her. Yeah. Yeah, she says she likes to chase married men because it's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> she likes men who are more of a challenge. Yeah, so and it seems like Han's too interested. Men inter- who, are, who are unavailable. Yeah, Han's, too available. Han's too interested yeah. for Sinewy Anna yeah, Blue. Yeah, which is yeah. a great name. That was amazing. Every time it was written out on the page, anytime they called her Blue, I was like, no. And then they'd come back and it'd be like Sinewy Anna Blue, and I was like, that's that is amazing. Name. Yeah, she's yeah. He meets her very early on when they get right. to the and she's just and another one of his best friends. Yeah, they all just become super buddies. Uh, and there's also like a Wookie, oh female Wookie chasing Wait. after yeah after Chewie, <laughs> and apparently she's super aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> In a violent yeah, like, <laughs> She's really... And I guess it's not... Really posy. Well, we also... Confirmation that... Mala. Yeah, Star Wars Holly Special, at this point, is canon. 100% canon. She was in love with Mala, and yeah. she helped take care of his cantankerous dad. Yeah. Yeah, it's it. Like, in the book, and 
maybe spend a little bit of time talking about the life debt because <laughs> it's real unfair. Yeah. It's a poor mo- I mean, they do, say, like, it makes it very clear that life debts are a very serious thing. Right. And they do take precedent over, over everything else. Everything else. But at the same time, it's like poor Mala. And yeah. Hannah is like, well, we'll go visit. They don't go visit. Not in this book. Yeah, and this book takes place over quite a long period of years. At least a year. Yeah, at least a year. Because um, they spent six months being right. <laughs> <laughs> It's only like a blip. Yeah. Book. Um, like, let's go visit Mala. Like, take him to Kashyyyk. Yeah. Like, like, come on, Han. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing is that Kashyyyk is going to change a lot in the next yeah. 20 years. Because they say it's like they, they do use a little technology. Right. But, but they specifically say that Wookiees are very, um, like, of the earth right. and the like land. Nature, and yeah. na- natural and have a lot of sort of superstition and tradition. Yeah, that's why I like to be afraid of magic. Right. And they don't have yeah, much like a technology. Ton of technology. Yeah, enough to sort of get by in this at all. Like, galaxy. But, yeah. But it's a very basic planet. Yeah. So, yeah, Kashyyyk of the Dark of Night seems like a different... A place. very different kind of Kashyyyk. I wonder if they're going to go visit and Chewie's going to be like, what's going on? I don't know. Yeah. Although I guess visiting Kashyyyk at this point is going to be difficult because it's, yeah, I guess it's an imperial, imperial yeah. enslaved yeah, yeah. planet. Yeah, taking over everything. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why they haven't gone. Yeah. But, yeah. So, let's see. What else? But, yeah, I really like the way that he meets both... Um, Zaviri yeah, and Sala. Yeah, it seems like a very, like, natural kind of, like... Like, this is the kind of relationship I would think Han was having before. Yeah. A New Hope. Yeah, and it, it works... Yeah, because he's obviously, you know, had plenty of experience with women, that he's fairly confident yeah. with women. He's been in love once, yeah, and he's, he's had some good times. Yeah, he's had his heartbreak. He destroys his heart. Yeah. Like, and pieces into <laughs> around the galaxy scatters to the wind Zaviri too like when she tells him he like, takes it hard yeah, Zaviri he, also dumps him in a letter yeah. women are always writing yeah, him letters. letters they're like I'm so sorry they can't look at this beautiful face <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> say goodbye go. um and Lando kind of wonders if Sala or Zaviri and like when Zaviri comes back to visit she and Sala hit it off right away yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like no oh yeah they become like no tension. Super best friend. I'm Every- like, aren't you guys like jealous of me? What are like, you talking about? Yeah. We're hanging out. Like, we're not talking about, about you. Yeah. We're just comparing notes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he gets very flustered. Yeah. But all so of that, cool. it just feels so genuine. Yeah, and like very natural and like it's everyone's also, friendships. Just like, it's kind of refreshing to see relationships in the Star Wars universe that are not just like, oh, true love intensity. Yes. Because anytime people are together in Star Wars, yeah, it, it is like, just like, world yeah, destroying true yeah. love. Anakin and Padme, Han and, and Leia. Leia. Um, who else even hooks up? Yeah, I mean, there's not a like, lot not of that much of it. And yeah. even if you look at the books, then in, like, Young Jedi Knights, we have, at 14, Jason right, and Tenokai, already, yeah. we already know, like, they're gonna have a thing forever. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Jaina and Zach have a long, yeah. like, yeah. ongoing thing, like, no, it's sort of the same thing in Harry Potter. Like, you don't have to marry the first person, person that you right. kiss. And there doesn't need to be... And you don't have to be crazy in love with every person that you kiss. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's just space very... for a variety of experiences. Yeah. And and even just the friendships and relationships that he makes on Smuggler's Moon, it all feels very, like, world-building in a yeah. simple but very effective yeah. way of 
They yeah, like, I totally. Go to the bar, they go, they hang out at the space bar. Like, there's a lot of scenes of them just like chatting yeah. and spending time together. This book, you know, maybe not uh, hard to keep from our very lengthy <laughs> description of the plot, but like, it's not that action until no. the battle at the end. There's really not all that much like big scenes of action. It's a lot of talking and figuring and, out plans. And you know. also get like. You get, and maybe that's why I felt like Boba Fett sort of fell flat for me, yeah. is you get interiority from places you wouldn't usually, like, expect right. in the Star Wars universe, and really thinking of the Imperials. Yeah. That we get all these chapters from the perspectives of various Imperial characters, and we really get the denizens of the Empire humanized in a way. Right, yeah, that humanized. That is very, yeah. very new, where you have the one guy who's, like, ambitious and smart, and yeah. he, but he's, like, really dreading how it's going to haunt him when he has to carry out this order to, like, murder a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. Or this other guy who Bria's with who becomes, like, too ambitious and thinks he can sort of splinter off and do his own thing. Right, right, right. yeah, he's going to try to, yeah. You know, um... Well, I was talking about retirement. Yeah, like, like, retiring and yeah. having a pension soon, and, like, the idea of people making friends at the Imperial Academy. Yeah, Han and, makes, like, a bunch of friends. Yeah, people, yeah. like, hanging out in the in the commissary, yeah. drinking stem tea, yeah. and... Yeah, there's a real... Yeah, a real sense of, like... A lived space yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. she does a really good job yeah. of, of doing that. Yeah, yeah, she did. This is... And I guess it was also sort of an interesting peek behind the curtain of the Empire, because this book makes it seem like the sort of Empire as we see it in A New Hope is one who is, like, recently escalated right. in tactics. Right, right, right. Like, it seems like up until now... The Empire has just been kind of, like, running the show, but not really going right. crazy doing stuff. Right. And in this book, hard. suddenly, they're, like, really grinding yeah. down people. I mean, like, it is not widely known that Vader uses the Force to choke no, people to or death. who Vader is. Or who Vader is. Because Han, like, didn't really have any idea. No, Han did not, like, recognize his voice or know who he was. And, like, when Vader Vader force chokes that dude in his office and leaves his body there, it is then considered an unsolved murder. Right, yeah. It's not people like, oh, are trying to, Vader. People <laughs> are trying to figure out who did it. Yeah, yeah. And Han's afraid they're going to think that it that was That he did it, yeah. yeah. An Imperial officer yeah. was found suffocated with no, like, marks on his body. Yeah. And nobody knows. knows. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I always kind of got that sense in A New Hope that right. Vader's sort of a background character that he works for Palpatine, but he's not, like, involved in the right. everyday workings of, of the Empire, and he's scary because people don't actually really Yeah, I mean, presumably that one guy would not have been mouthing yeah, like, off so hard. <laughs> You're sorcerers. Yeah, you don't <laughs> try to frighten us sorcerers. <laughs> Your adherence to that old yeah, religion yeah. is not brought us the plans yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't back talk Vader, I think, if you knew. If you knew about the choking, choking, but like, yeah. then uh, something goes, the switch flips in that guy, because then he's choking people. Yeah, left and right. The word must get out. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Palpatine has him on like a very short leash. Yeah. Up until like Empire. So who told that dude to lose on purpose? Was it the Moth? I don't know. That was sort of mysterious. Because he got a really high... And this book does have several unsolved mysteries in it. Yeah. So we don't... We get the implication that something happened to Bria's father. But yeah. But we don't know we why. Don't know why yeah. We don't know what active heroism Han performed to earn his Corellian blood stripe on his hands. Oh, yeah. They talk a lot of... Or have a pretty 
sizable paragraph about the crime, but let's Book check. on yeah. his pants that he earned somehow. But and you, they're removable. Yeah. You can stick them on. It's all crushed on any pair of pants. Also, Han is going to wear his imperial pants and boots forever. Yeah. Those tight, tight pants he's <laughs> wearing are imperial. Pure grade. His imperial issued pants. Skinny jeans. <laughs> like, yeah. What? How many pairs of them does he have? Cause yeah, I don't know. I don't. But it's they don't look like any other imperial officer. No, maybe it's just like I want them like a size too small. <laughs> so I want to show off all the goods. <laughs> or maybe he's just like taking his blood stripe and yeah. promote it to a new pair, pair of pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we don't know. So we don't know, we, so, and that was part of it, was even though the dude had been bribed to lose, he also received, like, a high-level coded right, message. Right, said, make it look really good. But like, lose. But lose. Yeah, it, it's unclear if that was maybe Palpatine or Vader. Yeah, but if it was Vader, why like, would why he kill him? I thought it was Vader, but then Vader showed up and killed the guy. Yeah, so maybe it was Palpatine. Yeah. Maybe it was Bria somehow infiltrating Oh, the, that's like, an interesting thing. I don't know if the guy she was... The moth is was higher up than him, but maybe she he was. was. I guess yeah, maybe. I don't know if he would have access to that high up of coding, but yeah, maybe, maybe she he figured would. out how to do it because she was like when she heard that uh, Narshada was getting attacked, she oh, was like, it "Never going, occurred to me that it could be Bria. I yeah, bet it was Bria. Yeah, she goes uh, ballistic. She's just like, oh, I'm gonna die.' And yeah, and at the feelings. end, that guy who that moth who Bria was with killed himself. Yeah. That was sad yeah, there was, stuff. He was, like, alone in his house. Yeah. Everyone who wasn't a droid had abandoned him. him. And yeah. he just had, like, poison and a blaster. Yeah. And was playing any, me, my, to decide yeah, yeah, which yeah. one yeah, that was dark. to kill himself with. That moment. It was a dark, dark moment. Oh, yeah. um, Han loves drinking Alderaanian ale. He loves Alderaanian ale. It's his favorite yeah. drink. It's just That's like so a little sweet. thing. Yeah. It's one of those little, like, not really an Easter egg, I guess is not the right word, but a little thing that is just very sweet like it yeah just, like his time on Alderaan in the first book but then sort of like thinking ahead yeah he loves Alderaan he loves yeah. um oh this is I have the the passage where Han we get the story of how Han and Chewie met which is yeah. Han talking he says yeah I know I tossed away my career and stopped living that down Coruscant <laughs> when I stopped Commander Knight uh, Nyquist from shooting you I hate slavery and watching Nyquist use a force whip ain't a particularly appetizing sight I know Wookiees, you see. When I was growing up, a Wookiee was my best friend. I knew you were going to turn on Nyquist Ni- Ni- before you did it. Just like I knew Nyquist would go for his blaster. I just, I couldn't just stand there and watch him blast you. Um, yeah. He didn't use a G at the end of a verb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That would be laughs> watching and growing. Yeah. <laughs> but I, that is, that is a book's worth of adventure. Yeah. In a paragraph. Yeah, they really speed by. I I really misremembered this book because I thought for sure. I mean, maybe it's just very vividly recounted, but I feel like I remembered him at the Imperial Academy. I mean, it makes, from her perspective as an author, it makes so much sense. And I feel like this is the best, maybe, uh, I hate making this kind of a definitive statement, yeah. but I feel like this is some of the best prequel work I've ever yes. seen. Because the whole challenge so. of a prequel is to create stakes, right? Like, right. if we know where the story has to go, right. then how right. do you make us, you know, have suspense about the way that we get there? Like, yeah. how do you make us invest in what's going on? Yeah. And she basically 
skips over everything you already know. that we already know. Yeah. Skips over, like, doesn't, skips over things that we know better than to get invested in. Right. And then, yeah, she sort of makes, I mean, not that it's a small scale story, but she makes both these books about, like, side plots that yeah. when Han is, like, probably recounting his life doesn't, yeah. says in a sentence. Right. But because we don't know anything about this from the other books we've read or from the, um, from A New Hope, right, and, and, the, and the pre, or the first three movies, right, that this is all new and we've, and we're introducing characters who we fall in love with both yeah. in the first book and in this one. That's, that, that is. And we're worried about those characters. Yeah, like, that's what I think she does so skillfully is, like, headed into the final battle, we know Han's going to be okay. We know Chewie's going to be okay. We know Lando's going to be okay. okay. But, but there's else. so yeah. many other characters that you've come to really yeah. care about. Yeah, and, and that guy, Roa? Oh my gosh. He's, he's like another smuggler and he's in love with this woman. Lul? Lul. Like head over heels and he keeps asking her to like go out and she's like, I don't want to date you because you're a smuggler. And right. Like, she doesn't the want risk to... of you dying is so high. Right. And... She won't marry him because she doesn't want to just be a widow. Yeah. And then he's like, a, you know, finally asked her. She's like, if you, if you come back from this battle and, like, renounce your smuggler ways, I'll marry you. And, like, you get so... I know. I was like, it was him. I was and like, then, if you die. I think the, the kid who Han adopted is named Jarek. Jarek, yeah. And Jarek had, like, a dream that he... Yeah, he died. ...froze up and yeah. died yeah. in battle. Oh, and he, like, caused the death of... Um, and caused the friends. death of his yeah. friends. And both of those were such heavy-handed foreshadowing that I yeah. was just like, please no! Oh, yeah. like, like, someone's gonna have to get killed, but please not these guys. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. And she really does build tension where right. and, but it's I mean, hard to do that. That is, and it's also skillful because it never feels like she's going over the top trying to, like, force you to love the characters. They yeah. just sort of, like, roll Appear. into the scene. Right. And, and roll out and, like, yeah. come back, you know... Bari comes in and out. Yeah, I feel like this is very much a world that, like, Poe Dameron would work. Yeah, for like, sure. I feel like these characters have a lot of, kind of, like, Poe in them, where yeah, they just, sort of, like, like cocky. burst yeah. into the story, right, and you love them, love them immediately, immediately. <laughs> yeah. and they're great, and they make best friends with everyone, and they're yeah. super loyal, and then they, like, roll back out until you need them again. Right, yeah, right. It, uh, these characters are really wonderful, really wonderful characters. Yeah, it really works, and... The names are great. Oh my god, I can't pronounce half of them. But no. they are wonderful names. It's also interesting that like Sala is a black woman. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is the first black woman in a Star yeah, Wars story. Yeah, it's um, really interesting. You know, and I think in the new solo movie, yeah. Thandie Newton or Tandy Newton, I don't know how yeah, she pronounces her name. Yeah. yeah, she's going to be the first like on screen black woman in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. I mean, Lupita Nyong'o plays Maz, but you don't actually, like, see her. Right, right, right. So she's the first black woman you're going to see in Star right, Wars. Right. But in here, Sala is. Yeah. I was like, oh, good. Lando's not the only black person right, in Star right. Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's creating, like, diversity on all levels, yeah. I think, and in terms of, like, the plot and these kinds of characters. Right. And these characters are. and Yeah, and, like, what kind of women and what kind of men right. and, and what kind of imperials yeah. and what, you know everybody is yeah, just, just yeah it's very vibrant yeah. but I mean the reason it works the the whole thing hinges on you falling in love with these characters who are never like brought too far to the front yeah like they're just sort of populating the world that so she builds these worlds that you love yeah immediately and I was truthfully I was surprised we spent the whole book on Narshada like, yeah once again, Once again yeah. what feels it's like it's just going to be yeah. a launching point right. ends up like being this like small space. The space of the whole story. Yeah. Which is amazing. 
Should we talk about when Han gets kicked out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have that passage okay. here. It's a little long, but it's worth really it, worth yeah. it. So, uh, facing a military tribunal of high-ranking Imperial officers, one of them, Admiral Ozel, it's not going to work out for him, Yeah, was reading aloud in flat, monotonous tones, while a young lieutenant methodically ripped every bit of military rank and insignia off Han's dress uniform, leaving him standing in a tattered <laughs> tunic that hung on him hung on him like rags. Coldly expressionless, the young lieutenant solemnly drew Han's ceremonial officer's saber and snapped it over his knee. The blade had already been weakened by a laser score, so it would break easily. Then the lieutenant, still as blank-faced as a droid, though Tedris Bajalan had graduated a year ahead of Han and they'd been good friends, coldly slapped Han across the face. (laughs) A stinging blow that was meant to express derision and scorn. Finally, as a last ritual gesture of ultimate contempt for one in disgrace, Tedgers spat, and the glob of his spittle landed on Han's boot. Han stared down at the shining surface, seeing the silver-white thread of saliva crawling toward his toes, marring the shining surface of his right boot. So that's how... It's so, like... At the time it happened, Han had been vaguely grateful that Tedris hadn't actually spat in his face, as was his right if he'd elected to do so. It's a very, it reminded me of Mary Poppins yes! when they fired him from the bank and they punch his hat through. That's exactly and what like it was. And inside out. Do they slap him in the I, I don't know if they slap him, but uh, is it that a feels British like they would. imperial, like an old school? I don't know. I should have done some research. <laughs> but that's what it reminded me of is just like, disc- like how much can we disgrace this person so yeah. that when he walks out of this room, everyone knows. It's humiliating. Yeah. I was reading that I was like, you know that's what's going to happen. And why would you go? Yeah, like, I guess he's just an honorable. Like if officer. you get if you get dishonorably discharged from the American military, I don't think they do that. It's not like the clothes. I don't think it's everyone's right to spit in your face because because it's honorable discharge. Like a guy whose job it is to tear you up your yeah. clothes, tear up your clothes, break your you sword. Yeah, and why do they have those? Spit like, on you. Spit on you, yeah. I was <laughs> Like, on the one he, hand. Han took it hard. He took it so I would, hard. I mean, it would be embarrassing, but later I would be laughing that <laughs> that happened, and Han is, like, really upset about okay, it. Okay, I am laughing. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I guess it's... I mean, the Empire is so British, but they're yeah. so into, like, <laughs> yeah. the honor yeah. and the, the status, like, you're disgraced yeah. now. Disowned, and, yeah, and everyone will know, and you're covered in my spittle. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really good. I mean, like, when they dishonorably discharged Mako, like, did he give, give a crap about it? I don't think like, he, he might not have gone. I don't think Mako went. <laughs> I think Mako's like, you know what, I'm just gonna peace out, what am I gonna do? Like, yeah. Or to be discharged. But it does seem, from the very little we get at the beginning about Han's experience at the Academy, he, like, was really, ha- like, happy there. Yeah. And um, he has, like, a dream at one point about being back. Yeah. And he it did a number on him. He dreams about the time Mako blew up the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Mako blew up the moon. <laughs> as a prank. A wild card. <laughs> yeah. Mako blew up the moon as a prank. I love him so much. Yeah, Mako's great. They're all great. Yeah. There's not a weak link except Boba Fett's right. from inner inner Boba, Boba Fett's inner monologue. But you know, not nearly as but horrible. It's not that bad. As... He's not singing the Boba Fett. Yeah. Song. <laughs> <laughs> the Young Jedi Knights. He's not fake Boba Fett. No, fake Boba Fett is a 
huge doofus compared yeah. to real Boba Fett. But I do think the that like even that tiny little bit of background we get about Boba Fett makes so much more sense than yeah. prequel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> prequel Boba Fett is a crazy yeah, story. That's a banana story, and this is like you know we don't get too much. Just like a little. He was a dude. Yeah, he's just like a dude who wanted to change. And he's and, really good at what he does now. Yeah. Doesn't follow the guild rules. Oh, I can't <laughs> deal with the guild. Doesn't make any sense. Why would there be a guild? Good. Um, Lando's thinking about growing a mustache at the end of this book. Oh, it's so cute. He's he like, started the mustache. He started the he's mustache. Like, I think like just coming in. This mustache thing. Um, do it. Uh, oh, I. We talked in Young Jedi Knights about how, like, annoying it was that characters were always just, like, choosing not to kill people. Yeah. And here there's actually a reason yes. the bounty hunters are not right. trying to murder Han, that they're trying to stun him. Right, right, right. Because it's a, it's not a dead or alive, it's just an alive, right, alive. Yeah. bounty Yeah, and I, yeah, I don't, I don't remember thinking along those lines of, like, oh, this seems like a weird plot. Yeah. Device. Oh, this is also the first time we get confirmation of the fact that, like, humans and aliens hook up. Oh, yeah. With each other. Yeah, there's, like, some alien that he sees that... Yeah, there's a guy who's, like, obviously part alien. Right, he's, like, mostly human, but, but has like, has some, some alien. alien in him. And yeah. that's to change the math. Um, they said that he was 19 in Paradise Snare. So, yeah, so now he's... So now he's 23. He's So he'll be the next... Well, I guess we don't know. No. But he's 29. In New Hope. New Hope. Because in Paradise Snare... If you go by the math in the first chapter of that book, yeah. he's like 26. Yeah. Which does feel too old for the events of Paradise Yeah, 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 so yeah. That's something that we talked about. Yeah, yeah, that being a little bit confusing. That being awful. Yeah. So 19. now they say he was 19 in Paradise Snare, which I think is exactly the age we said he should have been. Yeah, he should have been 19, yeah. And so now he's 23. And makes sense for the appearance of Leia, too. Yeah. A little more, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely older than her. Yeah, he's so. like 10 years old. Yeah. yeah. So she was, that, she, she was, was a little kid. Yeah. A little kid then. Yeah. So. Yeah. Jumping in. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really curious. Merv comes back. I know. And that's the, <laughs> that actually makes me sad is now reading Young Jedi Knights. I guess maybe that's what I hope Han does. Like, Han doesn't have a job. He just, like, jets around yeah, visiting visit all his friends. Merv. Visits Merv and, and visits Mako. everybody else on, yeah. on Smuggler's Moon. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Larry just sends him on, like, a tiny errand. Like, go pick up this. <laughs> and while you're at it, go visit your friends. Get out of the house. Watch. Like, Shug's bar is yeah, doing. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like a very rich yeah. world and like makes so much sense for this. You really loved it. I would love to see like a TV series set on Narshada. Yeah, and like following like Sala yeah. and Shug and, and Roa and Sinui Anna Blue. I want it more of her. I love her so much. She seemed like Badass. Yeah, and even well, they and they use they use Jillick's space yacht in the big final battle, yeah. and they're like, and Mako's like, well, I may have to go into hiding for a little while after yeah, this. Yeah. And I don't remember what the name of it is, the place that only they can get to in the yeah. asteroid field. And Sinuana Blue is like, I'll make it worth your time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I want to follow them. I know. Their adventure. I would love like a not as dark as Deadwood, but a sort of like Deadwood. Yeah, that's kind of tone, like a West kind of like a Deadwood tone. Yeah. set on Narshada. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone loves each other underneath. Yeah. <laughs> no. But everyone takes to this 
taking the measure of a man and you can totally leave dead bodies in the yeah, street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fine. Don't worry about it. No one's going to come after you. Oh, I really loved this book. Yeah, I really did too. I really, like... <laughs> I was excited. Like a third it. of the way into it, I was like, "This is a good book. This is a good book." I was excited. I, I, I even think, know I think it was going. better than Paradise Snare. I and think it I, was too. I thought Paradise Snare was good, but I felt like this was a real. She really hit her yeah, stride. Yeah, I think. I think Paradise Snare, even though they both sort of take place in somewhat bubbles, I think Paradise Snare maybe stuck around Alicia a little, a little too long. Paradise Snare. Felt a little claustrophobic, and I think it was supposed to. Like, right, I think right, we right. were supposed to really want them to leave Alicia. Right. And um, this, they were, like, on that shot for a little bit, then they went somewhere else, and, like, back on Yeah, they shot. would, like, jet like, around. It felt, and the whole hut. Oh. Like, intrigue. It was glorious. Yeah. And what is, I guess the hut gambit is Han hooking up with them to try to make a buck. Is that the gambit? Or maybe the gambit's, like, the, the fakey out thing they do at the end. Oh. Yeah. With the, the hut gambit. With the... With the projections. Because yeah. the whole point of the projections is to get them to turn their ships away from Nalhutta so that the pirates protecting right. Nalhutta can attack right. the... Again, yeah. So maybe that's the hut yeah. gambit? Yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe... <laughs> or maybe Jilligan Jabba poisoning Uruk is yeah, the hut yeah, gambit. The actual, yeah, actual hut gambit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of threads left out there. And then some of these mysteries, like, I wonder if maybe they just won't get solved. Yeah, like, which maybe, I'd be fine with. Maybe we won't know how Han earned his Corellian blood, blood strike. strike. Yeah, and I was totally expecting, like, the Kessel Run yeah. to happen in this book. And either it happened already and, like... It just didn't come up. Nobody was talking about it or it hasn't happened yet. But I was so surprised when, like... She was dangling Kessel Run, and yeah. you know in those Young Jedi Knights that that had happened, it would have been like... A.C. Crispin is a patient. <laughs> She's very patient, and and this book is much more than in Paradise Now. We get, like, Lando, we get Chewie, so we yeah. have the sort of introduction of these really main characters, but it's it does not feel... Right, but, like, even though Lando is the one who's going to continue to be in... He's going to show up in the movies... He is not presented as being more important than, right, than any, any of the other, other characters, characters yeah. who we come to love. Yeah. It's just somebody that Han happens to turn into yeah. at a later point. That he makes best friends with, but he makes best friends with everyone. Yeah. And I love the, like, this introduction of Jabba and Han's relationship as, like, an actually really, really good one. Yeah. And Jabba really likes Han. Yeah, a lot. And Han is making a lot of money for, for both of them. Yeah. yeah. It's a really successful dynamic. don't have any indication dynamic. yet that... Like, this is going to go. Yeah. 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 I really like it. I have high hopes for Rebel Dawn. I do, too. I'm really, I'm excited to read it. So we'll we'll be back next week with Rebel Dawn. Bye. Bye. Bye.